Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The makers of Alka-Seltzer present The Quiz Kids, five bright youngsters ready to match wits with one another and with you. Seltzer brings you the Quiz Kids, five youngsters chosen from our modern schools who will amaze you with their general all-around knowledge, just as your own children constantly amaze you with what they know. Ladies and gentlemen, this program is presented to illustrate perfectly the effectiveness of our democratic school system that continues to turn out such intelligent youngsters as these, and to pay tribute to the parents and teachers who are responsible for our American system of education. The five children taking their radio examinations tonight range in age from 7 to 14. Selected from names sent in, they already have earned their spurs by ranking high in their school classes. The three children making the highest grades tonight will each receive a $100 denomination United States savings bond to help start a fund for their future education. And these three youngsters will be asked to return for next week's examination to defend their laurels. The two making the lowest grades tonight will each receive a $50 denomination United States savings bond. Next week, their places will be taken by two new quiz kids, selected from the names of children you listeners send in. We'll tell you more about that later, but now here's our chief quizzer of the evening, the man who is going to ask the questions, Clifton M. Utley. Thank you, Fort Pearson, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We've some mighty swell questions tonight, and in just a minute, we're going to toss them up against five of the finest kids that the nation's elementary and junior high schools have been able to produce. I've been poring over these questions for the last five or six hours, and I have no shame in confessing that they've sent me scurrying to the 30-volume encyclopedias and the unabridged dictionaries. But the kids, no siree, they've had no such chance. Each question comes to the kids fresh as a daisy. The kid questions, you know, are sent in by you listeners and are selected and edited by Sidney L. James of the editorial staffs of Time and Life magazines. All of you listeners are invited to send in questions. Send them to Quiz Kids, Box 1100, Chicago, Illinois. If your question is used, we'll send you a brand new RCA portable radio, a gift the entire family can enjoy. Remember, each person sending in a question that is used on this program will receive an RCA portable radio free. Our examination committee reserves the right to revise the wording of questions, and if like questions are submitted, the first received will be used. All questions become the property of Quiz Kids. All right, Mr. Utley, we're waiting for you to present the five boys and girls who comprise tonight's Quiz Kids. Our three star pupils who topped the class last week and are back with us again tonight are Joan Bishop, Van Dyke Tears, and Cynthia Klein. Welcome back, Joan, Van, and Cynthia. Cynthia, tell us how old you are and your grade in school. I'm 14 in the ninth grade. I see. And what's your school, Cynthia? Francis Parker. Ah, that's here in Chicago, isn't it? Yes. I see. Last week, Cynthia, you delighted us with your ability to compose a verse while answering your examination questions. And I wonder if you'd mind trying it again this week. Oh, I'd love to. That's perfectly swell of you, Cynthia. We'll give you a special new subject now in just a moment. And if you write a good verse, I'm sure that our judges will give you some special extra points on your examination grade. 
With us tonight as our special guest, ladies and gentlemen, is Dr. Harl Miller, president of Middle West University. He's been invited to be with us tonight so that he could meet the five quiz kids, watch them as they go through their examination, and verify the fact that the answers they give come voluntarily from their own bright minds. Dr. Miller, I suggest that you give Cynthia a subject for her verse tonight. I'll be glad to, Mr. Atley. Let me see. Uh, I suppose one of the places all children would like to go this summer would be the New, New York World's Fair. So uh, there's your subject, Cynthia, the New York World's Fair. And thank you very much, Dr. Miller. And Cynthia, I'll call for your verse at the close of the program. Now, um, Van, how old are you? I'm 13. And where do you go to school, Van? The Thornton Township High School. The Thornton Township High School. And what town's that in? Well, that's in Harvey. That's at Harvey, Illinois, out about 147th Street? Yes. Well, I it's about 150th. Mm -hmm. and, what, and what grade are you in, Van? I'm in the second year. And about how old? I'm 13. Thank you very much, Van. And uh, now, Joan, how about you? What's your school and how old are you? Well, I have a private tutor. I'm 13. I see. And now, uh, Charlie Schwartz uh, <clears throat> and Gerard Darrow. Charlie first, though. Your school? You uh, high. Hooray, that's a fine school, or at least it was 20 years ago when I went there. Uh, and where are you in New High? I'm in first year. Your first year freshman in New High. And uh, Gerard Darrow, uh, what's your school? Well, my school is Bradwell. Would you say that again, Gerard? My school is Bradwell. Bradwell. And where's that, uh, Gerard? Oh, uh, that's up near Coles Avenue. Near Coles Avenue. And how old are you, uh, Right. I'm seven and I'm in second grade. Seven and in second grade and doing a fine job, I'm sure, Gerard. Thank you very much, sir. Well, this is the first time that these last two have been before this or any other microphone. But that's not going to worry them and I'm sure they're going to make a very fine showing. Well, our five quiz kids are ready to begin. Ladies and gentlemen, may I repeat that these questions were submitted by listeners. They were selected by Sidney L. James of the editorial staffs of Time and Life magazines, and they have not been seen by any of the children here. Let the examination begin. Now, children, I want you to be as bright as you look this evening. Don't be nervous just because the microphone is new to you. Remember, you've all got loudspeakers in your own homes, radios and things like that. And these microphones, well, they're just the other end of the loudspeaker, aren't they? So just pretend you're in your own homes. You'll be given 10 points for each question, or part of a question, that you answer correctly. That is, if a question has, well, say, four parts, you can answer the entire question, or as many of the parts as you know how, and you get 10 points for each part. Now, here we go. And to make you all feel at home, we'll start out with a good old-fashioned spelling bee. Or do they still teach spelling in these modern schools? I don't know. Well, you're asked to spell correctly four of the five following words. And uh, uh, who wants to volunteer for the spelling bee? The first word is esophagus. Let's see a show of hands. All right, Van Tears. Esophagus. E, uh, esophagus. E-S-O-P-H-A-G-U-S. That's right. And now we'll let you go on with the other words as long as you want, until and unless you make a mistake. Hypothesis. H-Y-P-O-T-H-E-S-I-S. Correct. Here's a hard one, a foreign word. Or d'oeuvre. H-O-R-S-D-apostrophe-O-E-U-V-R-E-S. That is simply swell, Van. And uh, Allegheny. 
A-L-L-E-G-H-E-N-Y. Yes, I'm going to count that completely correct, Van. Some schools would require you to say capital A, but uh, probably your school doesn't and will accept that. And now the final one, let's get 100%, although you've already won the complete question by getting four out of five, psychology. P-S-Y-C-H-O-L-O-G-Y. 100% correct for Van. You had to get only four out of five and you got five out of five. Swell work, Van. I hope you can keep it up. And now... While you're still in the mood for spelling, I'll spell five words and let you pronounce them for me. Four out of five, once again. Number one, D-R-O-U-G-H-T. Um, okay, Joan. Uh, drought. Drought is entirely correct. Is there any other pronunciation for that, Joan? Draft, I think, or... Yes, I have heard that sometime, and I think the pronunciation drought is also allow yes. allowed. Mm -hmm. But drought, you're right, is the correct pronunciation. All right, do you want to go right on? Well, if I can. <laughs> All right, Q-U-A-Y. It's rather a stumper, isn't it? I think it's quoi. Um, not quoi? quite. Um, um, Charlie, do you have your hand up or don't you? Well, I, I can't quite, so. you think you have it up. I, 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 I think it's, it's quoi, would it be quoi? Quay would be quay, all right, but it wouldn't be this word quite, Charlie. Well, Van, I was trying not to come back to you because you just did so well on the other one. All right, Van. Key. Key is 100% correct, just as though it were a key in your pocket. Well, we have to admit that we missed that one um, because there were two misses before it was got. Nice work, Van. But we still have three others we can get and get the question right. Esoteric. Hmm, that's a stumper. Any hands on that? Esoteric. Well, go on. Uh, here's another word. I-M-E-V-I-T-A-B-L-E. -E. Van, do I have to keep on calling on you? Um, keep your hand up. Good heavens, my boy. That, that is simply swell. Uh, but uh, I want to call on some others. All right, Cynthia. Would you spell it again? Yes, surely. Uh, I-M-E-V-I-T-A-B-L-E. -E. Cynthia? Invetable. No, not quite. Um, uh, Joan? Inevitable. Inevitable is right. And now, a final one. A-C-C-E-S-S-O-R-I-E-S. -E -E um, yes, Van? Accessories. Accessories is right. Of course, Cynthia, we can't hold missing that word too much against you because you're at work on that poem on the World's Fair in New York, which the other children haven't got, uh, haven't got to do. We recognize that. Now, here is a question from Mrs. John Lawson, who apparently keeps a garden out in Inglewood, California. And Mrs. John Lawson wants to see what kind of gardeners all of you children are. For this question, incidentally, she gets a nice RCA radio for her family. The question is this. If you had some, and you know, children, I don't know how much she's trying to put you on the spot or how much she's trying to put me on the spot by these words. But she says, if you had some Valisneria, some Ludwigia, and some Sagittaria plants, where would you plant them? Okay, Gerard, seven and a half years old of school, of second grade. Let's have it. Uh, 
Well, you would plant them in your home fishbowl. 100% right, Ger Gerard. And I want to applaud for that, and I know it's against the rules to applaud in front of a microphone and make trouble for the engineer. That's simply swell. The answer is you'd plant them in a fishbowl, as you say, because they are all aquatic plants. A swell job. All right, now we go into the field of poetry for our next question. And this one comes, incidentally, this one comes from a girl poet, 15 years old, Miss Dorothy Johnson from Stewickley, Pennsylvania, and Dorothy Johnson will also get an RC ra RCA radio for this. These are some jingles, Cynthia, but they have a purpose. The following jingles, so says Miss Dorothy, refer to characters in fairly recent books. And you children are asked to tell who the characters are. First one goes, a captain of a famous ship, inclined to shout and leer, would many times a day command, Mr. Christian, come here. Now, who would that be? Oh, almost all hands are up. Charlie Schwartz. Well, be there. I think the captain of the Bounty. Yes, and what was his name, Charlie? I can't remember his name. Uh, Cynthia? Captain Bly. Captain Bly is right. Congratulations, Cynthia. And here's the second one. There was a young lady from Georgia, a lovely girl was she, who, when things failed to please her, exclaimed, fiddle-dee-dee, fiddle-dee-dee. Charlie, I'll give you a chance uh, on that. Scarlett O'Hara. Scarlett O'Hara is dead right on that. Gone to the wind is right, too. Now, here's one a little bit harder. At last, everyone drove away and left him quite alone in the lonely, dusty land with only memories for his home. Now, that one is hard because the character referred to is not a major character in the book. But I think Joan knows it. Uh, one of the Joad family left in Oklahoma? Uh, it is a character in The Grapes of Wrath. You're right. Uh -huh. Now, can you name the character? Mm. And disappears fairly in the early part of the book. You're right. Tom Joad? Uh, Charlie? Would be Grandpa? Uh, can anybody else give me the name? You're, you're all on the right track. I, I don't see any reason why you should be able to call the name. It's an obscure character. Uh, the character is Muley, as a matter of fact, and disappears very early in the book. I think uh, that you did better than nine out of ten grown-ups would have done on any such question. All right, here's a special question on printing. Who are the printing experts around the table here today? With what trade or trades would you identify the following? Uh, an M, an N, or a stick? Uh, Van? I think an M is a measure of print. Yes, and can you identify it a little more than that, though? No, I'm not so clear on that. Mm -hmm. uh, can you identify what an M is? Well, I was going to say that an N is half an M. It's the same... Uh... Yeah, you've got that I right, Joan. An M. A column or a. Not even quite right. An M. I've seen it in crosswords so often. An N is half an M, all right. Yeah, those two letter words go big in crosswords, don't they, Joan? Uh, uh, yes, Van. Well, it, doesn't it refer to the width of the letter? Uh, yes. Now you're getting very hot on it. Charlie, uh, you have a, a, a puzzled look on your face as though there's just something sprouting there. Can you get it up? It, doesn't it refer to the width of the letter? Uh, yes. Now you're getting very hot on it. Charlie, uh, you have a, a, a puzzled look on your face as though there's just something sprouting there. Can you get it up? Come, if you're in U-High, you must work on the U-High weekly. Well, I was thinking there might be a measure of type. It is. It is that. Very... Well, an M, as a matter of fact, is a square... Uh, an M is a measure of type, and it is... This letter M, which is an actual square in any piece of type. An N 
is half that, and a stick is a mechanical instrument used for setting type. And that is all for the, uh, for the present. Now you can all rest for just a moment while Fort Pearson gives us the score up to date. And then I'll be back with more questions, so now it's recess time. You're listening to the Quiz Kids presented by the makers of Alka-Seltzer. Well, so far, our five youngsters have missed no questions. They've answered all of them. The individual score so far is Joan Bishop, 40, Cynthia Klein, 20, Van Dyke Tears, 45, Gerard Darrow, 20, Charles Schwartz, 10. Now, before our recess ends, I'd like to say a few words to the mothers. Say, mothers, have the girls and boys in your home started their summer vacation from school yet? If they haven't, they soon will. And you know what that means. More commotion around the house. More work, more worry, and more headaches. Now, we can't tell you how to avoid these headaches, but we do know what you should do for them. Take Alka-Seltzer. Don't wait until your head begins to really throb. At the first sign of the headache, be sure to dissolve an Alka-Seltzer tablet or two in a glass of water, then drink the refreshing solution it makes. You'll feel better in a hurry because the analgesic which Alka-Seltzer contains offers mighty quick relief from the pain of that aching head. And because an upset stomach usually tags along with a sick headache, you'll be glad to know that the alkalizer in Alka-Seltzer helps to neutralize the excess stomach acid, usually the immediate cause of your distress. So be wise. Whenever a busy day leaves you feeling upset and suffering with a painful headache, drink a glass of refreshing Alka-Seltzer. It's surprising how much better you'll feel real fast. Now back to Clifton M. Utley and the Quiz Kids. All right, children, class is in, in session once again. And here is one from Donald Ramsey in Brooklyn, New York. And Mr. Ramsey is another fortunate recipient of the RCA radio for his question. And curiously enough for a man, he asks a question about clothing. And he says, if you were wearing a yellow jacket, Dutchman's breeches, and white socks, you would have an attractive sounding costume. But why would you be uncomfortable? How about that? And we'll give you a chance on that, Gerard Darrow. Every hand in the place is up. Yes, Gerard. Well, if you had on a yellow jacket, you would be stung by a bee. And how, wouldn't you, Gerard? And if you had on white socks, you'd have a baseball team on your feet. And with 21 players on the team, that'd be and about 4,000 pounds. And if you had on Dutchman's breeches, you'd be hanging from a tall stalk because Dutchman's breeches are a flower. Dutchman breeches are a flower. That's 100% and go to, head, go to the head of the class, Gerard. I think we've got to count you our 100% naturalist in this class, even at the age of only seven and one half. Now, here we get really musical, and musical in a rather specialized and interesting way. This question comes from Dorothy Walton from Boston, Massachusetts. And she asks if you can set these words to music. There are three lines... And um, let me say that they have no particular reference to each other, except that they're all listed here together. I'll read them all to you, and then you can set any one of them to music that you can. 
First line is, let mortal tongues awake. The second one is, where the foe's haughty host in dread silence reposes. And the third, with the glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. Now, any bidders on any of those? Yes, Cynthia, which the one do you want to try? The last one. The last one. the glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. Perfect. The first time, and I think that's probably the hardest one of the bunch. And what does that come from, Cynthia? Um, the Battle Hymn of the Republic. The Battle Hymn of the Republic. It's from the third stanza of that. Can you get the rest of that verse? Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He has trampled out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. As a matter of fact, you've got another verse. That particular verse begins, In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea with the glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me as he died to make men holy. Let us die to make men free while God is marching on. But you did a perfectly grand job on that, Cynthia, and my congratulations to you. It shows a fine sense of pitch, too. Now, who will bid on either... Let mortal tongues awake, or where the foe's haughty host in dread silence reposes. Come, children, your faces have all been so pleased, and your smile so great, and that feeling of brightness. None of this feeling of puzzlement, Van. Why, Van, your hands lit up every time this evening. Mortal tongues awake, oh, I know that. Yes, Charlie? Well, I can't say I'm clear to music, but I know mortal tongues awake is from the second verse of America. Um, it isn't from the second verse, um, uh, Charlie, but uh, at least that's a closer, that's getting nearer than anybody else has gotten. Um, anybody else want to try it? Now look, children, I hope you'll get this in a hurry, because if you don't, I'll have to tell you. And if I, I have a cold at the present time, and if I have to tell you, uh, 92 stations with the red network of the National Broadcasting Company are going to hear something that sounds like a frog croaking and think what that would be. Um, and anybody else get that? Well, let me give you a few lines uh, around it. It goes, let mortal tongues awake, let all that breathe partake, let rocks their silence break, the sound prolong. All right, Charlie, give it now. Let mortal tongues awake. Now, that's the first of it, Charlie. Now, I'll give it. Let mortal tongues awake, let all that breathe partake, let rocks their silence break, the sound prolong. Now we've got one more. That was from the third stanza of America. Now the third one, where the foe's haughty host in dead silence reposes. Come on, girls. What's that from? Anybody? Not a real stumper, children. Had a real stumper? Where the foe's haughty host in dead silence reposes. Oh, the Star-Spangled oh, Banner. Oh. <laughs> the Star-Spangled Banner, yeah. the second verse, the one that is hardly ever sung of our own national anthem. Thank you very much, children. I'm afraid that will have to end our examination questions for the present. And now, Fort Pearson, if you'll take over for a moment, I'll check the final score. Mothers and fathers of America, here's the important thing to remember about Alka-Seltzer. You know, Alka-Seltzer is good for so many different common ailments. No home should ever be without a package. When mother has a headache, Alka-Seltzer can bring just the relief that's wanted and in a hurry. When dad has a touch of acid indigestion, Alka-Seltzer offers quick relief from his distress. And don't forget that Alka-Seltzer is also mighty good for colds, muscular fatigue, upset stomach, and distress after meals. 
Alka-Seltzer being as effective as it is in so many different common ailments, it is really economical to use, a point well worth remembering these days. And last but not least, you can rely on Alka-Seltzer because all claims made for it are based on scientific research and facts. So be wise, never be without a package of Alka-Seltzer tablets in your home. Now we're ready for those scores, Mr. Utley. All right, Fort, but before we give you the scores, I would like to introduce again Dr. Harl Miller, president of Middle West University, who has been our guest tonight. He interviewed our children and has been with them here in the studio ever since. Do you have any comment to make, Dr. Miller? I'd like to say, Mr. Utley, I know for a certainty these children had no advanced knowledge of the questions. Their performance has been amazing. It's truly a splendid tribute to our American educational system. Mothers, fathers, and teachers of these modern young Americans throughout the land can be proud of children like these and of the democracy which makes educational opportunities available to them all. Thank you, Dr. Miller. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to have your own child attempt to qualify for an appearance on this program, or if you know of some boy or girl who you think could qualify, write us giving the name and address of the boy or girl and their age. Selections will be made on the basis of school records and their ability to pass preliminary quiz kids examinations. Only letters from the Chicago area will be considered at this time. But your questions can be mailed from anywhere. Mail either your questions or the names of some star boy or girl you know living in the Chicago area to Quiz Kids, Box 1100, Chicago, Illinois. Two new pupils are used each week. Now the scores are ready, but before I give them to you, we must hear Cynthia's poem, which she has been composing during the examination. All right, Cynthia, time for your poetry. I've never been to Grand New York, so I haven't seen the fair. But if I was going away, I'm sure that I would travel there. Nearly every day I hear of the trial and then the Paris fair, and soon I hope to go and see this fair that's built so beautifully. That is simply swell, Cynthia, and our congratulations to you. And remember, everyone, that Cynthia was doing this during the last 23 minutes when she was answering questions with the other children at the same time. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here are the following grade. Charles Schwartz, 20. Cynthia Klein, 35. You both did very well. But Joan got 40 points, Van, 45, and Gerard, 40. And they were just a little ahead of you. To help you start a fund for your future education, Charles and Cynthia, to each of you, I present a $50 denomination United States savings bond. I hope you can be back with us on another occasion sometime soon. But now, Gerard, Van, and uh, Joan, you are Alka-Seltzer's star pupils of the week. Here's a $100 denomination United States savings bond for each of you to help begin to fund for your future education. And we will see all three of you next Friday. I wish you luck in defending your titles, but I warn you, you're going to have some real competition. Our new students next week will be Bobby Smith, 14 of Gary, Indiana, and Mary Hollander, 8 of Madison, Wisconsin, star pupils of their communities. Now, Fort. Ladies and gentlemen, we want you to send in questions to the quiz kids. For every question used on this program, the sender will receive a new portable RCA radio a high-fidelity set you can enjoy anywhere. Just address your questions to the Quiz Kids, 
Box 1100, Chicago, Illinois. We reserve the right to revise the wording of questions, and if like questions are submitted, the first received will be used. All questions become the property of Quiz Kids. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to be with us next Friday at this same time. This is Clifton M. Utley, the Chief Quizzer, saying good night and dismissing our Quiz Kids class until next Friday. Class is dismissed. Good night, children. Listen next Friday night to the Quiz Kids presented by the makers of Alka-Seltzer. Fort Pearson speaking. This is the National Broadcasting Company.